All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One, two, three, let's go. Better late than never. Welcome. It's Let's go. Fucking Anton Lander. Bag milk. Let's go, baby. Ceases. 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 Tyler, your rem check is so fucking sexy. Ceases. Fucking Anton Lander. Hello, Ceases. All right, let's just get this started. Better late than never. This is so... I'm going to turn this down, and we're going to get it on. We're going to get started. Episode 21, Better Late Than Ever, as always, brought to you by The Audio Department. Check them out, theaudiodepartment.ca. It's a recording studio right here in Edmonton. You want to record a podcast down there? You can book time on the website. Again, that's theaudiodepartment.ca. If you're looking where it is, 6916 82nd Ave. It's right there on White Ave. By appointment only, though. By appointment only. They also got a YouTube page, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. They've got it all. The audio department, they've got some equipment. They've got a recording studio. They've got everything you need to sound just as wonderful as I will one day when I go down there. One day I'll record this podcast down there. One day. One day. Well, where should we start? Where should we start? Today was a tough day for a lot of Withers fans. Tough day indeed. We all stayed up late. 8 o'clock start. Well, I'm probably going closer to 
But then you know what happens. 8.30, national anthems, things get going. By the time the OT was done, it was what, quarter to 12? To make it matters worse, the Oilers played like absolute garbage. Terrible. Like, that's me scratching my chin. I wonder what's going on right now. Like, I wonder what's going on here because that's two games in a row. Two games in a row where they just look completely flat. We recorded the last episode of Better Late Than Ever, Tyler J. and I in Los Angeles ahead of game four. If you listen to it, you probably would know that you're just that we were hyped. We were excited. We thought the Oilers got this, baby. The way they played in game three and game two, come on. Dropped an egg. Laid a turd. Dropped one in the punch bowl, as they say. That's rough. That is a real rough place to be. And that's where the Oilers found themselves because for two straight games, they just have not put in the effort or urgency level required to match the Los Angeles Kings. And in the playoffs, as we're seeing all over the place, I'm looking right now to my left. I'm in my house right now. Pittsburgh is up 3-1 in their series over New York. Who had that coming? Nobody had that coming. But in the playoffs, if you don't put in your best, that's what you're going to get. That's what you're going to get. And it's it's really upsetting. It's upsetting to think that... Like, let, let me back up for a second. Last night, game five, Rogers plays. Absolutely buzzing before puck drop. The arena was a vibe. Everyone was excited. They were singing along. The anthem was great. They did the whole thing. The whole thing. But then what happened? The Oilers mustered only what? What was it again? Six shots on net in the first period? They had a total of 14 shots on net after 40 minutes. How is that anywhere close to good enough? How is that anywhere close to where we need to be? Last night, they had the chance to erase the Game 4 game. By the way, I was in Los Angeles for that game, and the amount of heat and abuse that we took from Kings fans, and rightfully so, on our way out of Crypto.com Arena was, man, that was a different kind of it. I've been to games in other barns before. I've been to a lot of games in Calgary at this stage. So, you know, I'm used to getting chirped by opposing fan bases, but <clears throat> that one was painful. That one was really painful. It was just constant, like, everybody was yelling at Just imagine this. That's me walking out of the concourse, and it was just nonstop booze. Just nonstop booze, and you're just like, well... We deserve that one. The good news is, the good news is, uh, we had a good time afterward. We had a little hotel room party. Lisa and Jenna from Play 107 came and hung out with us. We, Tyler and Jay, we were just having a good time. We had a good last night in Los Angeles. We had a great night on Saturday in the Angels game. If you want to listen to the last episode, the bonus episode of Better Late Than Never, you can hear all that stuff. The Otani boys, baby. The Otani boys, they were there, and we were super excited about it. So then the boys come back to Edmonton. We think that that right or that wrong is going to be righted. The game four wrong, that is. And then what do the Oilers do? They look completely disengaged. Completely and utterly disengaged. They looked like they had no interest 
in extending the series, to be honest. And yes, it was great in, what, the third period when they started to give it up or get going. First couple minutes of the second, tied it up. LA got a couple. Mike Smith was bad. Duncan Keith was bad. Darnell Nurse, bonehead play. Now he's out for game six. Zach Cassian got fined five Gs. We'll get to that in the news. But, like, everybody needed to be better. The only person that I said I would think was rolling is Connor McDavid. So to hear people today on, <clears throat> like, Oilers Now and things like that talking about, oh, you can't win under Connor McDavid, Connor is doing his job. How about the rest of the guys? How about the rest of the guys that fill out the remainder of the roster? I don't know about you, but the last time I checked, hockey ain't golf, and you need more than one guy to get going. Leon, I thought he was hurt, but like to listen to him post game, he sounds like shit. What's going on with that guy? You sick, Leon? We need you, big boy. I know he scored two goals, beautiful goals. He was fired up after them. I was happy for him to see him. Maybe that'll get a little juices going ahead of game six. But now the Oilers have their backs against the wall. Now the Oilers are in major trouble. Now the Oilers have to figure out what they're going to do to get this series back to Edmonton. Because if they do again what they did in game four and five, we'll be booking tea times, baby. I'm not ready for that. This wasn't supposed to be the year for that. Instead, we find ourselves down three games to two. Hope will never die, though. We're going to talk about that a little bit more in the Righteous Sack Beating. We're going to talk about a lot in this podcast. I think you guys left a couple of voicemails. Uh, today was not a great voicemail day in the sense that I just didn't give you guys enough time. I've been waiting to do the podcast today. I want to see how last night's game went to make sure that the voicemails were a little bit more fresh. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? If the Oilers want to get it. In Game 7, if they want to win this series in seven games, they have to at least look like they want this as much as I do, as much as you do. If you're listening to this right now, I guarantee you want the Oilers to win this series. They need to want it as much as we do. They need it. They need that urgency. They need that hustle. They need that drive. And to this point, outside of those two games, I was lucky enough to be at both of them, Game 2 and Game 3. I haven't seen it. So what are we doing? What are we doing? Maybe we'll figure it out in the news. The news is brought to you by Arcadia Brewing. Love them. ArcadiaYegg.com. Arcadia Brew Co. on Twitter. Arcadia Brewing Co. on Instagram. Find out what they got going on. Grab yourself a whistling pig. It's delicious. I'm having one right now. Trying to figure out what the hell is going on here. Trying to figure out what the hell is going on here. Looking at the news, here's the first piece of news that is, well, it's just upsetting. Darnell Nurse was suspended for one game. He will sit out game six for the headbutt on Philip Deneau. I honestly do not understand what was going through his head. He was fired up. That was that came right after, if I remember correctly, the Kane and Cassie and Scrum. Maybe Darnell was juiced up and ready for a moat. Like he was fully emotional, you know, and it got the best of him. But I don't know what he was doing. We need you, Darnell. We need you on the ice, not sitting in the press box because you headbutted Philip Deneau and didn't even hurt him. I'm not saying you should try to hurt a guy with a headbutt, but like, what was the point of it? other than putting your team down by one of their most important defensemen. 
Zach Cassian was also fined $5,000 for the cross-check on Dursey. Dursey felt that one, at least. Dursey felt that one. Dumb move again. Vander Kane, he also gets a frowny face sticker from me for the weird penalties he was taking. He just kept trying to fight everybody. Though, at the same point, I don't understand why he was the only one getting penalties at one at the same time. During that one scrum, he rightfully got, well, you could call it a knee or an elbow, maybe even both, to be honest. He go, he was getting the penalty, and then two kings try to jump him, and neither of those guys end up in the box? What is that? Another just depressing stat is that the Oilers have given up nine goals in their last two games to the Los Angeles Kings. What is going on? They had four goals last night. That should be enough to win in the playoffs. Jay Woodcroft said it. Connor said it. Come on. Other news going around today is, what's the deal with some of the decisions Woodcroft made? Is he overthinking it? I trust Woody 100%. I am not here to slag on Kevin, uh, Kevin, Jay Woodcroft at all. But what I would say is, it was weird to see him start Brett Kulak and Duncan Keith together in the overtime period, even though neither, neither of those guys had really played together at all. I think I saw one stat that they had played just over three and a half minutes together at even strength or throughout their time together. Why would you put them together? Woody, you're overthinking this, man. What you were doing in the regular season is what got us to this point. Stick to your plans, my guy. We all believe in you. That's why we're here. We all believe in you. You're the reason this season got turned around. We can't have you be the reason that it goes off early. I am not ready for tea times. I'm not ready to talk about the offseason. I'm not ready to talk about why Connor and Leon are not going to ask for a trade out of Edmonton. But you could see it popping up on social last night. Jay Woodcroft, I beg of you. I beg of you. I beg of you. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. That's what's going to work. That's why we gave you this song. That's the Jay Woodcroft song. You earned that. Right now, I don't even know if I want to play it for you. I don't even know if I want to play it for you. In other news... I collected my kiss from Tyler. It was after the Game 3 win in Los Angeles. Oilers were absolutely buzzing. 8-2. He was trying to, he was, he thought I was calling, he didn't think I was going to call his bluff. He was giving me smoochy faces as if I wasn't going to get him. You know what happened? I got him. I got him. It's documented. It happened. You'll never see the picture, but it happened and it exists. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. In other news, the Oilers have recalled Philip Broberg tonight. I wonder what that means for the line combinations tomorrow. Will Jay Woodcroft go back to an 11 and 7? Will he just go 12 and 6, move Kulak up with CeCe as he did when Nurse was hurt to end off the season? I don't know, but Philip Broberg is now available for the Oilers. Uh, They have also signed 2020 fourth round pick Carter Savoy to a three year entry level contract starting in 2021 22. Wait a minute. We backdating this baby? 2021-22. 2021-22. Is that not the season we're playing right now? Hmm. All right. 
Ryan Nugent Hopkins, when asked today about what they need to do, is we need to win two games in a row. We've done that plenty of times this year, and that has to be our mindset. I'm going to talk about that. I'm not ready to quit on this team. I am not ready to give up hope. I am not ready to assume that the Kings are going to close this thing out at all. The Oilers have won two games plenty of times this season. Two games in a row, that is. There's no reason to believe that they cannot do it again. Though... That comes with a major caveat. I think we can all recognize that. If you show up playing as lazily and as just generally disinterested as you did in games four and five, then I guess we're going home early. I'm not going to think that way. Instead, I'm going to tell you to come join us tomorrow night. A Beercade Nation is having a, a viewing party once again. That's Beercade on White Ave. I encourage you to come. I may or may not be there. Even if I am, you may never know. Or maybe you will. Or maybe you won't. All I know that right now for sure is, and this is no news to anybody listening to this, Oilers fans are spicy right now, and I can't quite blame them. That's all for the news. Once again, the news is brought to you by Arcadia Brew & Co. Arcadia Yegg. Pittsburgh is now up 2-0. In case you're wondering what time I'm recording this, high bet money again based on Tyler on New York tonight, and I regret that. Arcadia Brew Co. on Twitter, Arcadia Brewing Co. on Instagram. Go check them out. Go check out their spot. Grab a hoodie also while you're down there. These hoodies are super comfortable. Super comfortable. Fix up. Look sharp. Friends from Arcadia, that's exactly what they want you to do, and I encourage you to do it as well. Hello, you. Oh, wow. Your ears look fantastic. You're listening to Better Late Than Never by Bagged Milk. Yes. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. I didn't time that well. I thought the bumper was over. I didn't look at the clock over beside me on my iPad. But it is time for the righteous sack beating here for Trilogy Oil Field Limited, the oil field equipment rentals. If you got a job to do, Trilogy Oil Field has got all of the equipment you could ever hope for. They are an established provider of oil field rental tools with full-time operating units in Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. They also provide seasonal and project-specific locations in Fort St. John, Fort McMurray, Lac La Biche, and others as customers require. For more details, head on over to TrilogyRentals.ca. Again, this is the second time we've done the righteous sack beating here. If you don't know what it is, it's basically just like, what annoys us right now? And right now there's plenty to be annoyed about. And the thing that annoys me is why are the Oilers looking like they had this in the bag? For me, it looked like they were like, this is a three-game series and we got our two wins. We're moving on to the next round. And let me tell you, that's not the way the playoffs work. Again, I'm looking at Pittsburgh running the show on New York and that was a series everybody had wrapped up no problem. And yet here we are. So what do we do? What do we do? We have to keep moving forward. This series is not over. The Oilers can win two games in a row. And what annoys me the most about this whole situation is that there's a plenty, plenty of Oilers fans that I'm seeing on social media that, A, they're already throwing in the towel. I get the frustration, but come on, to throw in the towel? They need two games. They have one game to win in Los Angeles, bring it back to Rogers Place, and get the job done. 
too. I see a lot of Oilers fans that are seemingly waiting in the weeds, just ready to just pounce on people and be like, I told you, I told you I was right. I told you this team sucks and fuck you. I don't understand that attitude. Like, there's plenty that I complain about with this hockey team. But I'm also very willing to give guys some love when they play well. Mike Smith, as an example, he took a lot of heat last night, and rightfully so. He had two goals, by my account, at least, that he should have stopped. The first goal by Kempe. First of all, absolutely atrocious giveaway by Duncan Keith. He just, like, flipped it and fell down. Mike Smith absolutely need to stop that shot. Didn't go in. Okay, fine. Deno, later. Little deflection from the side of the net. That's not going in on Quick at the other end of the ice. And Quick is not doing very well in this series. Duncan Keith, you were brought in here specifically to help us in the playoffs, my guy. You were responsible for what? Two or three? Why are the guys who were supposed to be the leaders on the team the ones that are letting us down? It's not just those two, so I'm not going to single them out. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, I love him. I invented Keep Nuge Forever. I started it. But the guy has been outside of really just game three. The guy has been so quiet that you wonder, what the, what are you, man, what are you doing? Now, again, I, I don't know why you put him with Josh Archibald. I don't know why you split up the Fogel Nuge Ryan line that had been working so well. I know Derek Ryan was hurt or just out for precautionary reasons in game four, but why did you go away from that? Why is Josh Archibald there? Leon, are you hurt, baby? We need more out of you. Yessa, we need more out of you. We need you to play like you're a gigantic Finnish man, which you are. It's like he doesn't realize he's 12 feet tall. We need more out of everybody. But when the Oilers play well, I am damn right I'm going to be on their side. It doesn't mean I hate them when I talk about it. Need to play better. I was getting that last night on the B-Cast. I was just like, man, I'd love to see Yessa be a little bit angry, a little bit bigger. He's so big on his skates. He is just a giant man. And yet, we're not getting enough out of him. That doesn't mean I hate him. I think the idea of trading Yessa Pugliarvi at this point in his development is absolute madness. And anybody who says otherwise, I don't understand it. But you're still allowed to say that the guy needs to play better. But bringing this back to the fans that are just seemingly waiting for things to go wrong, I've watched a couple of people. I've been specifically looking at a couple of accounts. As an example, Mike Smith, the fuck up in game one. We all complained about it. What did he do? He responded with a shutout. Did any of them give him love for the shutout? Not one. Not one. Because you're waiting for something to show you're right. And that bothers me so much. It's like, are you an Oilers fan? Or are you just here to show how smart you are? I don't know. Because honestly, if you just want to say how smart you are, I'd actually, I'll buy that. Why wouldn't you? If you're right all the time, hey, I'll buy that, man. Why not? Just admit it. Just like I admit, I'm a completely biased Oilers fan. I get mad when they lose. I cheer when they win. And I'm a ride or die with the group we got, even though sometimes it pisses me off. Am I saying that's the only way to do it? Of course not. Not even close. You be a fan how you want to be a fan. 
But if your only goal in life is to shit on the team that you supposedly like, then I just, I, I gotta admit, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. So there you go. The Righteous Sock Beating for this week brought to you by Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. Check them out at trilogyrentals.ca. I would love to hear you guys participate in the Righteous Sack Beating. So if you want to leave me a voicemail just in the section where you can leave your name or whatever, just write RSB and I'll play them in this section. I would love you guys to participate on this. Just tell me what's annoying. You don't have to talk for five minutes like I just did. Give me 30 seconds. What annoys you? It can be about the Oilers. can be about someone else. It can be about anything. New York's back on the board. We got a 2-1 game here. Maybe my bet is still in play. Maybe I don't have to be mad at Tyler after all. But... We will see how it goes. We will see how it goes. But until then, I would love, would love, would love to hear from you. Hello, you. Oh, wow. Your ears look fantastic. You're listening to Better Late Than Never by Bagged Milk. Yes. You're sexy as well. Oh, yes. Did I get the whole thing this time? I think it did. Okay. 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 So what should we do? Well, I asked all of you on Twitter. I asked you on Twitter. I asked you to leave voicemails. I wanted to know, one, I asked three questions this week. One, do you still believe? Two, what's your take on games four and five? What changes are you making? So I'm going to start over on Twitter here first. And I'm going to say... Griffin says, hell yeah, we still believe games four and five are bad. Starts with lackluster ends and we need consistency, not change. It has worked before and it will work again. As Wanye once said, hope will never die. In fact, Wanye says that all the time. Jaden says, also need McDavid and a dry saddle to take over the game like they did for the comeback. If they can do that through all three periods, I think we can do it. Brandon says, changes. I'm running 11-7 with Broberg and Nemo as six and seven. I think uh, Nemo Linen is hurt. I'd love to see Nemo Linen. I feel like well, I'd love to see Nima Linen in that. In fact, he's a, just a big hulking kid, hits like a truck. But I, I think I could be mistaken. Uh, I'm just reading this off the jump. Uh, I think he is hurt. Uh, Malone in for Archibald as the 11th forward. Wild idea. More heart and less of a liability. McLovin with Nuge and Pugliarvi. Shaving playoff. And what else is he doing? Shaving the playoff beard, wearing a jersey, not yet worn the series, and changing the hat for good juju. Uh, Jaden says it really comes down to our start once again I really don't understand how the boys can't come up flying especially at home we have one of the best atmospheres in the NHL to come out as flat as we did is straight up embarrassing if you want to leave me a voicemail I'd love to hear from you I'd love to hear from you and that's why we are going to the voicemail Voicemail brought to you by Rig Hand Distillery. Check them out at RigHandDistillery.com. There you will find the tour and tasting coupon that I always talk about on the Beatcast. You'll also find where to get Double Double. I'm looking at my bottle right here. I wish it wasn't 6.30 at night. I might make a coffee. Or you can just get straight up get some brum. Straight up get some vodka. They are good people out at Rig Hand Distillery. Fine, fine people indeed. I'm going to encourage you once again, RigHandDistillery.com. As I mentioned off the jump, not a whole lot of voicemails today, and that's because I didn't give you guys enough runway. So for that, I apologize. But if you did catch the call to action that I put on my Twitter and Instagram, that's Jazz Milk on Twitter. Hi, my name is Bag Milk on Instagram. Oh my God, is New York scoring again? 
It is now 3-2 New York. My bet is in play. My bet is in play. Maybe I don't have to maybe I don't have to yell at Tyler. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens by the end of the podcast. We'll see where we're at. It's only two there's two minutes left in the second period. Uh first voicemail coming in for the Rig Hand Distillery voicemail. Hey BM, of course I still believe. Um yeah, it's uh it's going to be tough tomorrow, game six, but you just got to focus on one game at a time. I know it's so cliche, but uh, focus on game six. If you win game six, it goes back to Edmonton on Saturday for game seven, and anything can happen. I believe in this team still. They've uh, proved time and time again that they can bounce back, and uh, I expect it tomorrow. They have to have a strong start. In every game they've lost this series, they've allowed the first goal, and it just their starts have been atrocious. Start strong, and they will be fine. That's all you've got to do. Start strong, and keep your foot on the gas. All gas, no brakes, baby. Let's go. Hope will never die, baby. Let's go. That's life in the fast lane. All gas, no brakes. I can't say that I disagree with that because that's exactly what I want to see happen. When the Oilers have a good start, we saw it. Game two and game three, the Kings are back on their heels and they cannot get off. In games four and five, it was the exact opposite of that. The Oilers need to get back to what made them successful in those games. I could not agree more. 1,000% voicemail number two. Hey, Bagmel. All right, so after the Darnell Nurse suspension, I say we just sit Keith. Bring up Nima Linen and uh, put in Broberg. Because obviously at this point, experience doesn't really matter because half of the Kings' defense are rookies. So put in people who can move the puck. Tell them, hey, kids, you, you got nothing to worry about. Go out, make some plays. If you lose, you lose. If we win, that's great. I say we just shoot for the fences and play people that can actually play defense and make Keith watch from the press box. It's funny how like Duncan Keith had a horrible night last night. I can't see any scenario where Woodcroft pulls him out of the lineup, but the comment that I want to key in on there is experience doesn't matter. And look at how loose the Kings are playing right now. They're playing so incredibly loose that they're making plays, they're moving the puck, and the guys who are supposed to give us all that veteran leadership, what are you doing? Duncan Keith got burned a bunch of times, a couple of times, three times last night. And well, then maybe, maybe it's just me. Maybe you don't know what you have in a player until he's played 1500 games or whatever it is. Of course, I'm being, I'm being a dick. I just, I can't see any scenario where Woodcroft does not play Duncan Keith tomorrow, even with Darnell Nurse out. Pittsburgh just scored. We now got a 3-3 game. This thing is wild. The over is in play. But I ultimately agree. The others have to be on their toes from the jump, right from the puck drop. They can't be chasing the game again. It just cannot be that way. It just can't. I refuse to I, I refuse to accept that they will do this three games in a row. Maybe that's just my uh, Kool-Aid speaking. It's always delicious, always goes down smooth, but I don't know. We need more. How much confidence do you have in the Oilers getting to Game 7? How much confidence do I have in the Oilers getting to Game 7? Well, I guess that really depends. It really depends. 
If the Oilers start off the game, the first five minutes of tomorrow night's game, and they start peppering quick with shots, and they start throwing the body, and they start doing the things that made them successful in the third period of last night's game when they when they stormed back from two goal deficits, I would have 100% confidence we're coming back to Rogers' place for Game 7. But if we have another start to the game where the Oilers are getting absolutely fucked through the first 10 minutes because they are not ready to play, well, then the confidence drops down to a quarter. Once LA gets their their game going, they're playing really good hockey, and it's incredibly frustrating to see the Oilers wilt like a flower under those circumstances. They're better than this. They're better than that. Why can't you get going? This has been a problem that's plagued us for years where the Oilers haven't got going. Why does it take forever to get a start? Get the quick start. Maybe even get the first goal. Listen, I put it this way. If the Oilers get the first goal tomorrow night, 100% confident. We're getting this back to Edmonton. If they don't, well, then maybe I'll just be playing Mario Kart by myself at Beercade, crying into a spiced rum. Maybe that's what'll happen. Next voicemail. Games four and five, uh worry the shit out of me because for some reason I just get vibes of the Tippett team and I don't know what the fuck it is but it seems like the Oilers just can't shake it off they can't shake it off and it's just very concerning that they played like utter shit until 10 minutes like they didn't show up like it's like this fucking reoccurring thing with them where they just they just, like, they have a problem with starting. Like, what do they have, Mozart in the goddamn dressing room? <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Mozart, but your music is not motivational. It's not pump-up worthy. Like, what the fuck? Uh, could you imagine them listening to Mozart? Like a nice concerto? That'd be really nice. No, it wouldn't. You know what I want them to listen to? I want some kind of death metal. I want some death metal where you're fighting people. Where you listen to that kind of shit and you're cage raging your your buddies. That's what I want. I do I do appreciate the Metallica coming out at Rogers Place, but what's going on in the dressing room? What do we got there for a playlist? It's got to be too soft. Got to be too soft. We got something like "Where's Raining Blood" by Slayer, you know, or something like that. Some thrash metal. Boys need to get themselves going. I agree with that. I agree with that. We need to check on this playlist. I hadn't really considered that before, but now I'm thinking about it. Probably listen to Drake or something. Like I love Drake as much as the next guy, but he's not he's not firing me up. You know? He's not getting the he's not getting the blood angry. Hmm. That's an interesting point. Mozart in the dressing room. Hmm. I think you may be onto something there. Hey man. Love the show. Um think obviously the elephant in the room is we need to have better starts. Um they're just coming out flat it's killing us throughout the game uh next point is i think mcdavid needs to start taking over the game a little bit more i think we saw it um for those two three shifts in the third period and he just went to the next level and grabbed another gear and it was really evident that we that he just needs to do that a little bit more and i think if you can do that um it'll be a different game um dry needs to start winning his his shifts against Deneau. Deneau's had the better of him throughout the series, and I think Fact. that he scored a few big goals. But other than that, Deneau is making him look bad. 
throughout the throughout their shifts against each other, and I think that he needs to be better. And I'd also like to see Nima Linen come in the lineup um, for Nurse. I think he's big, he's strong, he's the perfect playoff defenseman that we need, and I think he could really add a spark. I'm going to look, uh, I'm pretty sure, again, Nima Linen, I think he's hurt. Is he playing down his Bakersfield? Marcus, just bear with me here. I'm going to do a little Googling on the fly here. Marcus Niemelainen. Let me see if he's playing down in Bakersfield. He has only played one game in Bakersfield. That leads me to believe he is actually hurt. I think I'm right there. So while he is the kind of player that you could get him throwing the body around, we did get a Broberg recall, as I mentioned in the news. It's going to be interesting to see what they go for our lineups tomorrow. Is Woodcroft going to bring out the blender? Is he going to load up? Is he going to go supernova? Last night in the third period, the Oilers were down by two goals. He put Connor and Leon together with Yamamoto. It worked well. Nuge between Hyman and Kane. But ultimately, you can't just run two lines in the playoffs. You need more than that, so you need more com- You need more contributors than that. So it's going to be really, really interesting to see what we get tomorrow night from Jay Woodcroft. Uh, I imagine Philip Roberg will play. I imagine, or... Either he gets in and they do the 11-7, or maybe the Cowboy slots back in. We'll see what happens. Tomorrow, obviously, do or die night for the Oilers. They need to win. There is no excuses. They need to go nuts out from the get-go. Anything less is going to be incredibly frustrating. If you were in my house last night, you would have seen me sitting there awestruck at what was going on. My poor girlfriend was sitting there watching me being like, she's like, I think he's losing his mind. Yelling at the TV, pacing around his living room. He's got a beer on his head like it's a unicorn, a horn, a brunicorn, one might call it. I was losing my mind in there. Please don't make me lose my mind tomorrow, Oilers. Last voicemail of the day. Where do you think Barry Trotz and Mitch Korn uh, end up? I think Barry Trotz, uh, and I'm going to paraphrase Frank Saravalli from the Daily Faceoff show, he was speculating that perhaps, and I don't know if Frank knows anything, but he was speculating that perhaps Trotz might be looking to move into a management role that maybe isn't quite as intense as coaching the day-to-day. So maybe Barry Trotz doesn't end up anywhere. I honestly think the Oilers are going to bring back Jay Woodcroft. I think that the way he turned the season around is going to be something that they take into consideration. There was word, I think it was Mark Spector speculating there might be a multi-year deal that they discussed post-playoffs, but maybe it depends on what happens in this first round. Maybe if the Oilers go out, he doesn't get his deal. I don't know. I believe in Jay Woodcroft, but those two guys are interesting. I don't know if Barry Trotz goes anywhere based on what I was watching on the Daily Faceoff show a couple of days ago, but we'll see. I don't know anything. I'm just like you. I'm just guessing. We're just speculating, and that'll do it for the Rig Hand Distillery voicemail. RigHandDistillery.com. That's where you need to go. Tour and tasting coupon is there. You can also find out where to buy some Brum. Delicious. Double Double. Delicious. Their vodka. Delicious. Basically, everything in their building is delicious. I encourage you to take the tour and tasting tour, though. Now you can see how they make it. It's fun. I've done it. Head on out to Niski. What else are you doing? Nothing. 
So there you go. Tomorrow night, the Oilers have got Game 6 back in Los Angeles. I think that it is a massive one for this hockey team. They need to find a way to grind out a win. They need to find a way, most importantly, to get a good start. If you are snoozing through the first 40 minutes, you are going to be golfing in no time. And that is an outcome that no one is going to want to see. Maybe other fan bases, but fuck them. You know what I'm talking about. We cannot allow that to happen. I know the fan base wants this, and the Oilers can win this in seven, provided they want it even half as much as we do. If you want it even half as much as the people at Rogers Place last night, that game is ours. And that's the challenge for the Edmonton Oilers. I'm not saying they're happy about losing, but man, you need to figure out how to start on time. So we'll see what happens. Maybe tomorrow um, or maybe on Friday, I'll do an emergency episode depending on what happens on Thursday night. But we'll see what happens. I hope not. I hope we're going to be talking about a Game 7 back here at Rogers Place on Saturday. That's what I'm looking for. I'm expecting a big 4-2 win tomorrow in Game 6. And that's what I'm going to say. That's my official prediction on a better late than never. So, of course, I want to thank the audio department for stepping in as the title sponsor. Check them out at theaudiodepartment.ca. Maybe go record a podcast. Or like Tyler said on the last episode, record a diss track. Who's bothering you? Maybe we should do a righteous sack beating diss track. That'd be fun. We could record it at the audio department. Check them out at theaudiodepartment.ca. Arcadia Brewing, they've been friends since day one. Check them out at arcadiayeg.com. Trilogy Oil Field Rentals. Check them out at Trilogy Rentals. They are the sponsor of the righteous sack beating. Again, I'm asking you, join in on the RSB with me. Join in on the RSB. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your takes. I'd love to hear what's annoying you. It doesn't have to be about the Oilers. It could be about a price of cheese. We haven't talked about cheese and groceries in a while. I haven't got a good grocery deal. All I know is that I absolutely punished my credit card when I was in Los Angeles, so I may just be eating ramen for the next two months. We'll see how it goes. Lastly, I want to thank Rig Hand Distillery for jumping in on the voicemail as well. This is episode 21 of Better Late Than Never. Thank you guys for being here. Tell a friend, tell a cousin, tell anybody that's around you. Please download and subscribe. Please leave the voicemails. Please keep hitting me up on Twitter. I love you. I'll check in with you all in a few days. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.